Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Episode 212, Iron Fist, Season 1, Episodes 4 through 7. Eight Diagram Dragon Palm, Underleaf Pluck Lotus, Immortal Emerges from Cave, and Felling Tree with Roots. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. My name is Ben, Ben Avery, and I am here with uh, one of the Welcome to Level 7 crew, and that would be the agent from the UP. Agent Stu. Agent Stu, welcome. Hey, Hey, I'm part of a crew. You are. We are a crew, a team, something. a, A team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who's playing shortstop? No, I, I I guess Daniel. He's probably the most athletic of us. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't um, know. Evan gonna, sounds like he's pretty athletic. Is he athletic? I don't know if he's athletic, but he's not. Uh, he, I mean, he's he's not built like I am. Let's put it that way. He's young. <laughs> he's young and healthy. So, uh, <laughs> as opposed to me, who is old and not. So, yeah, I, I put Samantha as our pitcher. I think. Yeah, and, I think Samantha. And I don't, I don't know Michael very well. Uh, so I'm going to go with catcher for Michael, maybe. And uh, Daniel's sure. shortstop. Um, I'll put I'll put you on first, and I'll, I'll take third. Okay. Yeah. I, and, I, and usually, I guess Evan's I usually, in the outfield now. I usually had <laughs> – no, I'll tell you what. I'll trade with Evan because right, I'm right. usually good right fielder. So get hit in the face with the ball, good for that. Yeah, yeah. They, they always put me in – in uh, right field or mm-hmm. or catcher, that, that those were my two two positions. Uh, yeah, they they put me in right field more times than I can count. Well, we're not here to talk about baseball, dude. We're here to we're, talk about uh, kung fu. Kung fu. Yeah. All right. I thought we were talking about basketball, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we're here to talk about kung fu. We're here to talk about Iron Fist. We are here to um, discuss and dissect the next four episodes. So episodes four, five, six, and seven of Iron Fist. That's Eight Diagram Dragon Palm, Underleaf Pluck Lotus, Immortal Emerges from Cave, and Felling Tree with Roots. Those are the episodes we're going to talk about. But before we do, I did want to mention TV Time because uh, we are now a part of a website slash app called TV Time. And TV Time is kind of cool. If you get the app, that's how you sign up, and then you can do it through their web browser. Uh, but I don't know about you, but but uh, was it last night I got a, a message on my iPhone uh, about an hour before it started that, that the Orville was going to have a new episode. I did too. Yeah, and and that's the way. It, that's one of the things it does. Probably the most convenient thing for me is that it tells me when a show mm-hmm. is going to happen. Or, um, but then it also. And this is what's cool for us as a podcast, and this is why we're a part of it. Is as you're watching through things, it unlocks bonus content. Um, 
and by bonus content, I mean like if you are watching Iron Fist, as soon as you finish watching episode three and you tell the app that you've finished watching episode three, it would unlock our most recent episode for you and let you know that there's an episode about what you just watched. And same thing will happen with Inhumans. Same thing will happen mm-hmm. if you're watching through Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They've sorted them all out for their website because we don't do everything all in order. But um, it's kind of cool. It's it's kind of mm-hmm. cool, and we're excited to be a part of that, and um, we're hoping that it causes the you know the welcome to level seven community to grow just a little bit more as well, and yeah, so that's that's that. We're not going to be um, you know they're not a sponsor of the show or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of a partnership in some ways. Um, in, in some ways, I mean, it's not a true partnership. I mean, they're just using our content, and and we're happy to let them. Um, but yeah. That's that's how it goes, and uh, don't worry. You know they're not taking anything from us. Um, they're not going to change the show or anything like that. Uh, we still are the people making the show. We're still making it the way we make it with our voices and and our personalities and and all that kind of thing. But they just grab the they just grab the RSS feed, right? Exactly. Yep. They take it straight from our website. They don't they don't steal our downloads or anything like that. It's uh, everything that they do is done through our website and through mm-hmm. iTunes and um, yeah. So it's, it's kind of cool. And yeah. It's a, it's a fun little app. Uh, it, in a matter of a few minutes, I done or I was able to quote unquote watch uh, a month's worth of TV. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. Because it does track what you watch as you go. But when you first start and you're just like tapping on seasons of shows that you've watched. Right. And, and then it says you have watched. Yeah, one month, 20, 29 days, five <laughs> yeah. hours, and yeah, it's kind of funny. So. You, you hit all of uh, all of Star Trek: The Next Generation. It's like, well, you have no <laughs> life. Yeah, so um, that's TV time. Uh, like I said, there's an app and and there's a, a website and um, yeah. So that's that. We'll be talking about them uh, on mm-hmm. and off uh, as we go along, especially as we start a new series or a new show, like Immortal Immortals. Uh, <laughs> um, in humans, which is coming soon, man. It's coming soon. It's yeah. It's in a, it's in a few a few periods of time. Yes, indeed. So the way we're going to do this episode is the same way we did the last Iron Fist episode. But if you are just joining us in a moment, uh, Stuart and I are going to stop speaking and we are going to turn over the episode to us from the past. And when I say us from the past, I mean that baseball team we were talking about. Um, (laughs) Stuart, Samantha, Daniel and myself, we all called in immediately after we watched the episodes from Netflix because we knew we weren't going to be recording about them immediately the same way we did with we or do with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and with the upcoming Inhumans series and with Agent Carter. Um, basically, anything on ABC, we're going to we're going to hit that right away. And that's going to be immediate. And it's going to be weekly. Um, but Netflix hasn't been and and can't be because it all downloads on one day. It drops on one day. Um I don't know what we're going to do with the Hulu stuff because I'm not sure how it's going to be released. And then the freeform stuff, we've got ideas. We've got ideas, but that's a little ways away still. Bridge so, to cross. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but with Netflix, we always record uh, just a quick voicemail after we've watched it and we sent in you know, the, the voicemail and, and I've got them and I'm going to play them as we go along. And, and then uh, Stuart and I will come back and have our discussion now 
now that we have uh, hindsight behind us, uh, we will still follow our spoiler policy, which is we will not spoil anything in Netflix that is beyond the episode we're talking about at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will potentially talk about maybe movies or other things from the MCU that have happened before this point in chronological time, which is the end of September, 2017. Uh, But Netflix. So basically that means the second half of iron fist and all of defenders uh, are, are not going to be spoken of. And, you know, but for now it's time to listen to some of us talk about iron fist Mm -hmm. from way back in March. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. It's been a while. It's been a while. All right, so this is uh, Eight Diagram Dragon Palm, Season 1, Episode 4. Agent Daniel here. Just got done. Iron Fist, Eight Diagram Dragon Palm, Episode 4. Episode, I don't know. I'm not feeling this. I'm not supposed to be getting into this by now. I'm a big Iron Fist fan. And what I see is a pretty... Meh, do I care storyline with whole big plot piece with Danny and Rand just resolving very, very quickly and I just really characters not feeling attached to any of them. I mean, even Colleen, it's like, well, she's gonna defend honor, but yet she's struggling with the fact that she really enjoys fighting and punching. I I, I don't know. I want to care about Danny. I want to, I want to be totally into this man out of culture. I guess that's what the drug piece was, the pricing piece. <sighs> but man, man, oh man, oh man, makes me miss Matt, Matt Fraction and his uh, run on Iron Fist, where you know Danny fought other champions from other mortal cities. Maybe, yeah, they don't have the money for that. But hey, we got another hallway fight. You know, it's a good old Netflix show. I guess we got a, a hallway fight, and let's not forget uh, an elevator fight. You know, but with hatchets, not axes, but hatches. I don't know, guys. I was totally pumped about this, but is, is Iron Fist the first Marvel Netflix series that doesn't deserve a second season? <sighs> Maybe we got the heroes to hire. Maybe, maybe then, maybe then. But again, ugh, I don't know. Maybe next episode will be better. Peace out later. Bye. So, Agent Stu here. Just got done with episode four of Iron Fist. Um, it is interesting that these Netflix shows, um, specifically thinking about Punisher at this point. Um, ask questions about what you wouldn't do for your kiddos. Um, that is some powerful, powerful stuff. I mean, yes, he's a mustache curling, you know, bad guy, but yeah, I, 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 I think that I might have a similar reaction. Um, maybe not an exactly similar reaction, but I can tell you. Someone hit my daughter, I'd be upset. That's all I'm saying. Um, otherwise, you know, there's a lot going on in this series, and it's not 
people are upset because it's a slow series and yeah it is but you know what it is it's a kung fu movie i know kung fu it's a kung fu movie and it's slow and it's plotting and it takes its time and it's it's interesting um danny is still kind of he's still a little wooden i don't know if wooden's the right term but he's still a little uh, naive definitely naive um, he thinks that if he just tells the truth, everything will be okay. And that's not true because you're not dealing with people who like the truth. You're dealing with people who like power and the truth and power don't necessarily mix. Well, um, they mix like oil and water. Uh, so yeah, I'm interested to see where this goes. I'm really interested in the females again. Joy, um, Cassandra or Colleen. No, Colleen. I'm sorry. Joy and Colleen. Um, very interesting to see what happens with them. Um, Madam Gao has some, has some, uh, some splaining to do. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, and, oh, and there's a shout out to Daredevil. Call them by name. That's kind of cool. All right. It's all connected. Peace out later. Bye. So I just watched episode four, episode four of Iron Fist and uh, things are getting interesting. It's kind of cool. You got the whole thing with the hand going on. You got the whole thing with, um, you know, whatever the other guys were, you know, the, the other, call them the team, but they're not the team, the, the other clan or whatever, uh, gang. Uh, there's some interesting stuff going on there. You know, you've got, you know, Danny's in charge. He's large and in charge now with the brand corporation. Um, and finally, finally, uh, a fight with some almost, almost kung fu movie style. Uh, honestly, I've been waiting for this and, and now that it comes, I'm, I'm glad it came and I'm hoping there'll be more of it. Um, curious what's going on with Colleen, Colleen, uh, Wing with her situation and man, I mean, this is clearly tied in directly to all the other stuff that's been going on in the Netflix series. And I can't wait to see how it all ties in together. Um, that said, I'm taking it slow. I'm taking it slow. I'm not doing like uh, Agent Evan. <laughs> Agent Evan, day two after release, and he is done. He spent more hours of this day watching, more hours in the last 24-hour period, watching Iron Fist than anything else, including sleeping. Interesting. Very interesting. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but not much. So anyway, all that said, I'm enjoying myself. I'm happy with the show. It's a good show. It's not as bad as far as violence goes or as far as the uh, intimacy of the Jessica Jones kind of thing going with just the kind of violations that were happening there. Um, it's a family drama. It's about a guy returning to uh, claim his family's legacy that has been taken from him by his, what he thought were friends. Um, yeah. Reviewers, you're haters. What can I say? Not as bad as you say it is. Not as great as the other Netflix stuff, but not as great and not as bad as the reviewers are saying it is. Oh, past Ben. No, um, oh, I'm past Ben. You're future Ben, and I need to think of something mean to say. So just consider that I said it. It's been said. Okay, so let's talk about the episode then, Stuart. Great. Okay. 
<laughs> so here's what happens. Danny wakes up in the Meacham secret penthouse, and we get backstory. This episode, by the way, is called Eight Diagram Dragon Palm, or as I like to call it, Basil Exposition Cameos. <laughs> Because there's just lots of backstory happening in this episode. Um, we get backstory about Harold. We find out he was diagnosed with cancer soon after the Rands were presumed dead in the, the plane crash. So he made a deal with the hand. And they'd bring him back from the dead. But he can't leave the penthouse and has to help them with whatever they ask him to do. And then Danny tells him that he's the sworn enemy of the hand. Because that's what he tells everyone. <laughs> and Harold he's agrees. Ever met. And Harold agrees finally to give Daniel or Danny everything he's supposed to get as a Rand, as you know, as his as the heir to the Rand fortune or whatever. If he'll stop the hand and help Harold to get out of that arrangement by stopping them, Ward's not happy about this, and we'll talk maybe about how jealous Ward is about how Harold is treating Danny. But anyway, boom. Next thing you know, Danny is majority shareholder of the whole business and it's happened in record time. And you know what else happens in record time? He's destroying the business. <laughs> he goes into a business meeting and learns that they are selling life-saving drugs for high, high profits. And he wants them to sell it at cost and he can tell them what to do because he's majority shareholder and nobody is happy about this situation. Uh, I don't even know if Danny's happy about the situation right now. Um, but Joy is tasked with keeping Danny under control, and they're they, they're talking together. And we get more backstory. Um, this is the other title I might have given this episode, but it's my so-called monk life, uh, where we find out about his life um, in a really tiny room with monks who just keep him in horrible conditions and treat him poorly, uh, borderline abusive parenting, as far as the monks are concerned. And then gangsters come, and we get a hallway fight and an elevator he fight. Yay! Yay. So, um, meanwhile, Colleen Wing, cage fighter. Kind of. Was she in a cage? Well, yes, there was a cage. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm reminded of Spider -Man, the first Spider-Man movie. That's, yeah, exactly. And her students found out about it. But she won't fight mm. for money, but she'll fight for fun, you know, kind of. And she asks for two opponents, and she wins. Yay again. And she says to... And then she says to double her payday. So that whole not fighting for money thing, I'm not sure about that anymore. Yeah, well, you know, when there's money involved, uh -huh. everyone has <laughs> everyone has their price, right? Everyone right. Everyone has their price. Uh, back at Colleen's dojo, Danny helps Colleen with her hurt finger. Ouch. Uh, she won't take money from Danny. <laughs> Uh, but she does tell them, tell them about the triads, and then they go investigate the triads, and that's who attacked them. And they're attacking them because of this whole Red Hook Pier deal that uh, that Joya was involved in that didn't go the way it was supposed to go. And anyway, the Hand is very happy about how hard um, Howard has been manipulating all this, and they let him actually see Joy with his actual own two eyes. But then he sees that, that the triad hurt her, and so the Hand lets him kill the guy who hurt her, which is great. Because it lets us see, you know, he's actually a villain worth being villainous. Uh, also, Danny gets a message, and there's a winged creature on it, just like the winged creature tattooed on his chest. Dun, dun, dun. And that's a cliffhanger. So, ish. Ish. I mean, it's not really a cliffhanger. <laughs> it's a revelation. 
cliffhanger. It's a revelation. You know, there's, yeah. there's, there's action-adventure cliffhangers, there's emotional cliffhangers, and then there's revelation cliffhangers where something is revealed that makes you want to come back next time to find out if more will be revealed, I guess. but I guess. I don't. Okay. I don't think I did that. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Uh, but again, you know the way they do with Netflix, they don't have to really do a cliffhanger. They're Mm-mm. they're hoping that you're going to binge. They're they're hoping that mm-hmm. you're you're binging on this, and so you're just preconditioned to go ahead and just start the next one right away. Um, now the difference for me is I took Iron Fist pretty slow. I didn't. I, I wasn't compelled to come back to Iron Fist quickly and right away. Um, I took mm-hmm. my time, and mm-hmm. I think it actually worked better that way for me. So, uh, so did I. I took I took my time watching it. Uh, unlike as we've spoken of, and we'll speak of again, Evan, who <laughs> yeah watched yeah. thirteen episodes in somehow in twelve he hours. It, he did it in twelve <laughs> hours. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, okay. So things I liked about this episode, uh, I, I kind of liked the whole boardroom shenanigans that we got with Danny. Um, right. I liked the idea. I mean, he's they're playing him naive, right? Because he's naive, mm-hmm. right? And he comes and he can't believe. And this is how I feel. You know, I understand why things happen. But I can't believe that there are certain drugs and certain treatments that are being made for just you know a dollar, but then being sold for five hundred dollars. You know, there's a medication right. that there's medication that I have to get, and um, there's two ver- versions of this medication, and one is um, really really cheap, and the other one, if you leave off a couple letters uh, in the, in the prescription, you get the five hundred dollar version. <laughs> And it's just, wait, what? Why would I want the $500 version of anything if there's a $3 version or whatever? But, you know, he can't believe that they are holding people's well-being for ransom. And it's a totally understandable issue. It's a hot, rip from the hot, the headlines issue. And mm-hmm. I like just this naive guy. <laughs> did, you, did you ever see that movie, Dave? No. With no. um Kevin Klein. Nope. Okay, so Is that the one where he's mo- president with Sigourney Weaver? Yes. That is the one where he's president with Sigourney Weaver. And what he does is basically the president dies or something like that, is out of commission. And so they bring in his exact look alike. Thankfully uh. also played like Kevin Klein. And so then he has to pretend to be the president. And he does things that normal human beings uh, would think of doing. So the scene that steps out to me in that movie is like he sits down and says, let's balance the budget. He he writes down the whole budget on a big, long piece of paper and then like subtracts out everything and figures out where to, where to cut costs. Okay. So when we see this kid walk in and be like, why are you selling this drug? for $5 more than, you know, $5 a dose, $50 a dose more than you can, we should sell it at cost. That gets us, the normal human being, like, yeah, you should do that. What I liked about this is the um, the the board members, especially that one gentleman, I and I don't know his name, um, but the African-American guy with the glasses, he was like, 
no one's not going to get this. Everybody who wants this, who needs this, is going to get it. The profits we're going to make on this is going to help fund more research to make more drugs. You know, whether you believe that or not, what I found interesting was they actually went in and did it to sort of say, wait a second, profits lead to other things, right? Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. I think if you're selling drugs, blah, 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 blah. I'm not talking about that. I'm trying to uh, – I, I thought it was interesting that the creators of the show thought enough to put that in there to sort of give the other side of – other point of view. Well, that's um, because the board – these people are not evil people though. Right. Like the, right. They, they aren't doing this uh, – like they're not Harold doing this to Mm-mm. be mean and evil and, and mm-hmm. hurt people. No, they're doing it because they're running a business, and this is how you run a business. And Danny right. walks in, and he has no idea how to run a business, Mm-mm. but he's making choices based on how he feels. And you know what? There's there's value to that. You you need the heart, and you need the hand, and you need the brain. You know, you need the thing that does the thing. You need the thing that has emotion and compassion, and you have the thing that figures out the thing. You know. But and- do we need the hand? I thought the whole point was to not have the hand. Well, we need the hand because I'm not talking about the ninjas. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay, no, go I'm, ahead. I'm saying you, you, that's how you have a working organization right. and structure. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I like the real world conflict and I, I like the way that they, you know, use that to show he's idealistic and naive. Mm-hmm. And if he was not so naive, he might have still wanted to do the same thing, but he would have known not to do it the way he did it. Or known to play his cards better. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, he, he walks in and and lays down his 51% share on the first day. That's going to rile people up. And so one of the criticisms that's been levied against this show is that he's been – he's very naive – um, and yeah, he is very naive and they do this to sort of illustrate that. Um, I'm not sure how successful they are, but this is one of those ways they're doing that. Yeah. That's the point of the character. It really is. <laughs> the point of the character is he's coming to this place. He doesn't understand it. They're doing it better than, you know, Tarzan, let's say, uh, when, when Tarzan is walking around the streets of New York or, or London or whatever version you're watching. Um, and, and trying to figure out, you know, how does this modern world work? Because I never knew this world. Um, they, they're doing it. It's, it's different. Here's the thing. This is a situation where if you like the character, you'll go with the character on the journey. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you don't like the character, you're not going to go on the journey. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of the bad reviews come from is it starts with not liking the character and then not being able to accept the portrayal of the character because they just they already don't like him Mm -hmm. Uh, okay so the other thing I liked uh, in this was the fight Um, yes the fighty fight it was decent I mean uh, the fights I should say that the two fights here in this this episode were were decent they they were good Mm -hmm. Um, we're going to talk about another episode with fights that I liked more but mm-hmm. and for this, these these were decent fights. Hallway fight, that's a Netflix must. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Colleen's fight. Uh, we talked a little bit about you know Colleen before doing her her uh, mixed martial arts 
MMA ultimate fighting thing. But for this one, again, they, they get as close to realistic as they can for the, the trope of the very small, but powerful (laughs) and skilled female warrior able to destroy the very big, but strong and skilled, uh, male warriors. And, and, it works for the most part. They, they, she's, she's just more skilled than them and she's able to out fight them. And yeah. And, and she gets hurt. I mean, there's, and she gets hurt. So, and shockingly night nurse fixes her, right? A surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those are the things I liked in this episode. Um, some of the drama doesn't work for me exactly, but I like Danny. I like the guy. I like the character. And so I, I'm willing to go on the journey with him. And they haven't done anything that's turned me completely off yet. I found myself liking the surrounding characters more. Um, I, I think Joy is very complex. And I think she's got a lot to bring to the table. Um, I remember liking her more as the, as the season progressed. I think Colleen has a lot of emotion going on, a lot of complexity going on. Um, My problem with this show really um, has been that Danny and this episode is indicative of indicative of that. Danny's not the star of the show. Danny doesn't sort of move the show along, I guess is a better way to put it. Um, The show is being sort of drugged in the mud by Harold and Ward and joy. Um, again, my, my personal opinion, I'd like to, I would have liked to see their role sort of shrunk a little bit more and Danny's sort of, uh, agency in the show brought up a little bit more. I'd, I'd like to see him confront the board more. I'd like to see him have, you know, confront the, the psych psychotherapist more. I'd like to see more of those things happen rather than him. Just, I am, I am the immortal iron fist. Yeah, I understand. I mean, they're creating an ensemble, and they're giving, right. Yeah, but it's not called Iron Fist and his buddies. <laughs> it's called Iron Fist. Yeah, but that's what they did with all the other series. I mean, the the other series had more compelling background characters. I mean, Daredevil's supporting cast: Carrying Page, Foggy, um, the newspaper editor, even uh, Ben Ulrich. Uh, you know. I just right. think that his supporting cast was more compelling than than what you get with Iron Fist here. But with Iron Fist, there's supposed to be relationships here. And you it's the Ward, Joy, Danny relationship, and then it's the Danny Colleen relationship. And yeah, I mean, again, if you like them, you'll go along with it. Yeah. And well, so what I, I I did my few little points there. Do you have any any other points before we move on to uh, episode five? Underleaf pluck lotus. No, I, I I'm good. Do you want to do ratings? Oh yeah, uh, ratings. How, How about, about hatchets? Okay, all right. Um, hatchets out of five. Do you give this episode? I, I'm gonna go with three point seven five. Okay, all right. 3.75. I am going to go with three. Okay. Three. Okay. Um, 
I have. So you're ready to go to the next one? Yeah, yeah. So um, let's turn it over to past Ben, past Stuart, past Samantha, and past Daniel. Are you still out there? Welcome to level seven. Are you still there? Agent Daniel. I just got done watching the fifth episode of Iron Fist. Don't don't ask me to call it out by name. I got no clue. I have absolutely no clue anymore. I don't know what these things are. I can't keep up. It's funny that way. So, Danny growing on me. He grows on me when he's with Colleen. When he's with Colleen. Uh, I, I like her and him together. Like to see those two crazy kids get together in their crazy kung fu slash karate ways. That'd be great. Claire, always a highlight. Connecting everything. Everything's connected. Showing she's smart, tough. The best character out of all the Netflix shows. Just wish her boyfriend was around. So close to introducing this guy to her boyfriend. Well, otherwise... I'm good, and I got nothing else. Agent Daniel, Iron Fist, the hands in town, the lady gal. Maybe it's growing on me. I don't know. We'll find out later. Peace out later. Bye. Iron Fist, episode five, I think. Pretty sure it's episode five. Uh, Claire shows up. At first, I thought, why is Claire here? This is weird. And then it went on for a very long time. And it got awkward. A little bit too awkward. And then she left. And that's a little bit better. And then she shows up again to do fixing things. Because that's what Claire does. She fixes people. Um, and then, you know, she, I think she's introducing Defenders. I really do. I really think that Claire is going to be like part of the Defenders, and the Hand is going to be the big bad of Defenders, and Sigourney Weaver is going to be the big bad's mother. Oh, wait, that's the wrong franchise. Wrong franchise. Anyway, uh, it's good to see Claire, Madam Gal. Again, the females in this series, much more interesting than the males. Um, Joy is interesting. It would have been interesting if Ward had died. Like, where would that put, have put Joy? It would have given her, would have made her make some decisions, make some hard decisions. Um, and I think that would have been interesting for Danny. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens in episode six. This, uh, To be completely honest, I felt this one was kind of blah. The writing was a little weird, um, a little stilted. Like that whole scene with them running through the uh, the docks right before he gets trapped in the, in the container car. I mean... Dude, if you're running through docks, you're not having a rom-com conversation. You're just not doing it. Anyway, uh, what do I know? I never run through docks or have rom-com situations. So what do I know? But anyway, Agents 2, out. See you later. Bye. Hi, this is past Samantha. Uh, so I just finished watching Iron Fist. Season 1, Episode 5, Underleaf Pluck Lotus. Um, well, I was really excited to see Claire. Really excited to see her. I love her. We got to see the continuation of the story from um, Luke Cage, where she grabbed the phone number for the dojo, and she's training now. Awesome. Uh, just everything else. Uh, okay, so I, I like the Madame Gal stuff, of course. 
of they have the continuation of the hand using people to get what they want by kidnapping their relatives. That was cool. It's just, I mean, really, you, some guy comes to your gym or to your dojo and tells you what to do, starts te- teaching your students what to do without your permission. You kick him out, and then he comes back with takeout and a table and chairs in this really presumptive way. Uh, I'm not buying it. I'm just, I just don't think I like Danny Rand at all. I don't like him. I don't like his company. I don't like Ward. I don't like Joy. I don't, I don't like that storyline at all. So I don't know what to do. I really don't. Um, I'm hoping maybe later I'll rewatch this on a day where I'm feeling better and I will like it. I don't know. Maybe it's just how I'm feeling today. But I'm not a big fan of Danny. <sighs> okay. Bye. Well, episode five is the episode where I say, Claire, you just talk. You just tell them. You know? You just say what you... You, you got information and you share it. You know? And, and then you say, hey, let's go talk to my friend Luke. And hey, let's go talk to my friend Matt. And... Maybe even your friend Jessica, if you want to call her that. But that's the episode. This is the episode where we should have actually seen Defenders kind of coming together because of natural, that's just what you would do. Instead, we get, hey, I'm going to keep information to myself while you guys go and put yourselves in danger. Now, I don't know. Episode 6 is coming. Maybe Matt Murdock will show up. Maybe Luke Cage will show up. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so other than that, uh, this episode, it's a good episode. Uh, everything so far is good. It, it's been decent. It's just not been great. It's just not been wonderful. And there's glimpses of style things that they could be doing. And I'm not asking for wire foo, you know, and I'm not asking for crazy zooms and all that kind of thing. But they 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 flirt with it. They flirt with it with the music. They flirt with with it with the uh, you know split screen thing that they did once or twice. And I'm just thinking to myself, oh, there's so much they could do here. Make it more kung fu movie and less rote action. Uh, yeah. So hey, I mean, what can I say? Um, Claire should have said something, but she didn't. You know, and so what does that mean? Well, it means they're going to go do their thing and they're not going to do it as well as they could have if they'd had an unstoppable Luke Cage walking through head. So I don't know. What does it mean? Doesn't mean anything. Still decent, still good, but it's just suffering from that, uh, that idea of if there's all these people running around doing this thing, why don't they just get together? Well, Claire's fault this time. That's all I have to say. And this is past Ben signing out. Future Ben, I'm a little jealous of you. You've seen all of this by now. And you know what's going to happen. So um, maybe they'll, I don't know. I'm torn between it's decent, but it's not totally incredible awesome. There we are. All right. Underleaf Pluck Lotus. Stuart, you've got the plot synopsis?
Mm-hmm. Let's you hear ready? it. I'm ready. Okay. Swing and Sue's sell heroin. Danny does the full CSI on the heroin. What is it made of and how does it exist? And it's perfectly legal. Um, Ward is, quote-unquote, surprised by the heroin. <laughs> he also really likes the heroin. He does indeed, uh, unfortunately for him. Right. And uh, everybody around him, really. You're right. Danny admits to and then apologizes for some bad chemicals causing people to get sick. This makes Ward and Joy to become um, scalding disasters. You might change those words around and find a phrase in there, Daniel. I mean, Ben. I mean, Daniel. I'm not going to find anything there. I, 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 think, I, I'll, think I take it at total face value. There it is. Yeah. Actually, that's what you should do. Yep. Um, Ward tries to pull some shenanigans with the board, but then decides getting high is a better idea. Meanwhile, Danny and Colleen stake out the pier and find a scientist doing science for evil purposes, Mm -hmm. but he's being forced to because they got her little girl, his little girl, not her little girl. Um, He gets shot, though, and then surprise, 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 not night nurse, fixes everything, and then the episode's over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) So this episode and next – kind of play out in some ways like a very special episode of <laughs> Iron Fist as far as the war drug stuff that's going on. Right, right. This totally – I mean when they started introducing the idea that he was actually um, abusing this drug, I, I felt like it came out of left field. Like they're going there with him? <laughs> yeah. What's going on here? But yeah, I – I mean – I understand why you would do that because you got to have somebody in your main cast get addicted to the drugs so that you can have a very special, by the way, don't do drugs episode. Um, and, and I would, I would say, you know, we're making fun of the very special episode. We're not making fun of the message of the very special oh, episode. But you, you very know, much I mean, so. Drugs, drugs, drugs are, are bad, are bad kids. And, and don't do yeah. drugs. Yeah. Um, but, I've had this but, conversation with my six-year-old, by the way, because he, he's heard us talk about medicine as drugs. And so oh. it's like, what are drugs? And then one of the ways we've explained it to him is drugs are like bad medicine that it's the same kind of thing as a medicine, but it does bad things to your body. And, and he doesn't understand why anyone would take drugs. He doesn't understand why anyone would smoke. That's He's so confounded by uh, why people smoke at all. After we've explained to him, well, it hurts your lungs. He's, I don't understand. Why? 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 Because you're six. Kid. That's yeah. I mean, you're naive, like a like Danny Rand. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my sister in law, when she was very little, um, got mad at my father in law for drinking a glass of wine at dinner. And and they're very Catholic, and and he said, um, Emily, even Jesus drank on the Last Supper, and she goes, Yeah, Dad, but he didn't drive home. <laughs> My uh, my brother in the church foyer, my dad, by the way, at the time was a pastor, and mm. he just, as loud as can be, little four-year-old brother of mine, <laughs> dad, why do you drink and drive? And it was because my dad drinks coffee while he drives, and my brother oh. just kept hearing, don't drink and drive, don't drink and drive, don't drink and drive, and yeah, yeah. My dad had some explaining to do after that. (laughs) So anyway, Uh, very special episode of Iron Fist. Right. Much like, I mean, Ward is pushing or Harold is pushing Ward um, 
that relationship is not good is toxic. I mean, that could drive someone to, to, to abuse drugs or drink or, or whatever. I mean, um, I forget which episode it was, but he got a phone call from Harold and before he could answer the phone, he had to pop a pill. That's yeah. a coping mechanism. Yeah. And yeah, I say it's left field, but you're right. They, they do set it up as, mm-hmm. as something that you could understand someone turning to this thing, even though it's not going to help them the way they think it's going to help them. It's actually going to mm-hmm. long run hurt him, which some of the hurt we'll see next episode, but mm-hmm. yeah, for this one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know this, this one kind of, it, I'm going to say this a lot and I feel bad because I really, I wanted to like this series very much. So, and I did not to say that I didn't like the series, but I really wanted to, like I was on Daniel's bandwagon for this. I was looking forward to iron fist. I was wanting to see how they were going to MCU it. How are they were going to make the mystical sort of fit in the world of Tony Stark, you know, mm-hmm. world of science. Um, and so, when I think about these, I think about them all just really running together. Uh, Danny not taking agency like I was sort of hoping he would. Um, and that's that's kind of where this is just one of those, another one of those. So, unfortunately. Yeah. But, you know, you, you talk about him not taking agency, but he does. He takes away agency, actually. <laughs> from Colleen. This is the date episode, right? Yeah. This is the date episode where he shows up with, you know, food from a restaurant that apparently he owns now, you know, and, and it's just like, dude, she's told you she's not interested, you know? And, um, Oh, I I don't remember where I saw it, but I just saw it yesterday or today. Someone say, you know, the the line between the line between creepy and romantic is are do both people feel the same way you know mm. and if both people feel the same way the the, the things you do are romantic that's a romantic mm. gesture or gesture um it's not a romantic gesture but um, <laughs> but if <laughs> one of <laughs> if one of them doesn't feel that way it's no longer romantic you know right. and now the case could be made that maybe one of them doesn't feel that way, but is could feel that way and, and might eventually feel some, some feelings, you know? And so, yeah, but you gotta be careful. And this, this felt like a little bit too much. Yeah. I mean, again, it goes back to him being completely naive, right? He Uh, doesn't know. He doesn't know how to, how to connect with, a member of the opposite sex in an emotional way. He just knows what he see, what he's seen when he was, what did we decide he left when he was eight. So that was the last time he had, you know, contact with the, with the rest of the world, yeah. Yeah. something like that. So he knows what he remembers when he was eight, which in his mind was his dad probably bringing home food from a restaurant he owned, you know, and his mom going, Oh, thank you, honey, for bringing home food. From a restaurant, you own. Yeah. I, I mean, and I guess that works to show how naive he is. But again, he's not moving his story forward. He's just kind of hanging out, having food, 
Yeah. You want to talk about somebody else who's not moving the story forward? Sure. Who? Claire. Okay. Yeah. This is this, this is the time when Claire should say, "Hey, by the way, you should meet some friends of mine because they Absolutely. can totally help with some of these problems that we have here, like bringing in this guy who's dying, you know, and and the, the situation you've got yourself in. You know what? I know a couple people. There's this girl I know who she's probably not going to be much help, and she's not going to want to help. But there's this guy I know. Who, I know a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, but um, there's this guy I know who he's he would make a really good match with you as far as like you're the you know the quick skilled guy, and he's the the strong steady guy, and then yeah, the lawyer. You know, I I, I wonder if she'll ever do that. Well, we'll just have to wait and find out. But it, she didn't in this episode. No, and she didn't. It really would have changed a lot of things if if she had. And that's a frustration. I understand. We want Claire in, and we also don't want them to meet yet. <laughs> right. So how do you do that? I, well, you do it by writing Claire in such a way that feels a little frustrating for the viewer. Right. And And I didn't. On the first watch of this, I had those same, like, why is she not calling, you know, Matt? Um, it, it wasn't until I rewatched um, Luke Cage for, for when we covered Luke Cage that I remembered that she's co- sort of going on a on a sabbatical, on a walkabout, on a, on a let me get away from the world type of thing right now because Luke's in jail, right? And so she... Yeah, that's true. She, Luke's not much help right now. Right. Luke's in, Luke's not here. Um, so she's trying to just, you know, focus in on herself. That's why she takes the little karate, you know, the little kung fu thing off the little little tear tape thing at the end of, you know, Luke Cage. Um, so she's sort of on a walkabout. Uh, and I guess it makes sense that she's not going to be like, hey, by the way, let me tell you all these about all these people. But I don't know. I, I really just... <laughs> At some point, she needs to be, people, let me tell you about my best friend. He's a <laughs> blind lawyer, warrior, but he's good to the end. You know, I I just, mm, come on, Claire. Come on. I wonder if, and I might be stepping out of the timeline a little bit, and I, but I don't think so. I wonder if this would have played better after Defenders. This whole series. So, like, they if they flopped the two. Mm. But anyway, well, why don't you read? Well, let's do let's do recaps. Unless you got or not recaps. No, no. Uh, scores. Scores. Yeah, I'm giving this. Uh, let's see. Should we do? Um, heroin packets. I was say no, le- le- legal heroin. <laughs> I give this two legal heroin packets out of five. Is that a good thing though or a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> is it good that I only gave it two because of what it is? But yeah, I'm giving it two. Whatever, whatever it is, we're giving. I'm giving two. Right. I, I just we could do dragon tattoos. That's yeah, better, sure. Maybe. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. Or, I'm going to give it lotus leaves. Lotus leaves. Title, yeah. But but I'm only giving it two. Whatever we're giving, it's only two. I'm going to go for another three point two five on this one. I mean, I, I'm. What is up with you in fractions, man? Or I guess, strictly speaking, not fractions. It's, it's, well, it's decimal points. Yeah, but 
<laughs> anyway. Which is fractions. I don't know. I mean, Can't I could go whole three. number. Come on. Okay, three. Okay. Three heroin packets or dragon <laughs> tattoos. Or lotus leaves. Or lotus leaves. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, let's turn this over to past us to talk about immortal emerges. Immortal emerges from cave. Ah, welcome to level seven. Agent Daniel here. I just got done with episode six of Iron Fist. I tell you the episode name, but (laughs) I don't get these names. Reaching Dragon Flying Cheetah. I don't know. Hey, I am. I am uh, liking the references to Kunlun. I am wondering why Danny is considered such a failure by the hand since he left the gate. I did a few times. You left the gate. You left the gate. Well, his, his mission is twofold. You know, one of it is to destroy the hand, though it's pretty clear he didn't actually come to destroy the hand. Spoilers, Danny. The hand's real. Um... I like the fight. I like, again, he may not be the best kung fu fighter as far as an actor. But, you know, it kind of gave me a feel like reminding me of the immortal Iron Fist run with the the tournament. and That was cool. That was cool. I liked it. I liked it. But, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe I warmed up a little bit this episode. Maybe I'm feeling better. Um, Again, there's a lot of clear, though, so that could have helped. So, all right. Well, kids, I'm going to go do something patriotic for America. And none of it's defeating the hand. Um, We're doing drugs. Like, wow, come on, Ward. Seriously. You got a problem, buddy. Get to rehab. All right. Peace out later, bye. So, Agent Sue talking about Iron Fist Episode 6. Yeah, I'm not feeling what Daniel might call tense. I kind of knew he was going to win, and I knew Madame Gal was going to cheat him over, because I feel like that's, you know, not new. Um, I'm feeling like they had a really hard time MCUing such bizarre things, like, the iron, you know, like Kunlun and this mystical Iron Fist thing. Um, this seems very difficult. Um, it doesn't seem as well MCU'd as something like Daredevil or even Doctor Strange, really. Um, again, I'm more intrigued with the females. Uh, the daughter of the dragon, Colleen Wig, Wing, is very interesting. I w- kind of wish she was the Iron Fist. Like, that'd be interesting. Um, uh, Claire is Claire. I kind of, oh, she said Sweet Christmas. That was pretty badass. Amazing. I kind of wish she would go, um, she would, uh, be like, you know, let me just take a phone call. Let me call Daredevil, you know, because I feel like that would happen. Um, or at least I hope it could happen. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's good. I'm just not feeling what Daniel might call tense. I'm glad to see that Danny seems to have shed some of his some of his earnestness. I don't know. We'll see where that goes. Anyway, uh peace out later. Bye. This is past Samantha again. 
I just finished watching Iron Fist, Season 1, Episode 6, Immortal Emerges from the Cave. Danny got into a huge fight, and Madam Gal is a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I also figured out why I have an issue with Danny. He just, uh, he, when you mature into an adult, in a monastery where there are no women around, you don't know how to deal with women. I think that's his problem. Also, he he's still, in many ways, still maturing. I get that now. Okay. So I can relax a little bit on that and just say he's still learning like so many of us are. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, he saved the girl. Uh he almost won. He could have won if it wasn't for Madame Gell cheating and being dishonorable and how dare she. And obviously that's why she's no longer in Kunlun. And I will go on and watch the next episode. Bye. Episode six was, well, hello, future Ben. You remember episode six, don't you? You do. How could you not remember episode six? Because this is the episode where it feels like a kung fu movie. <laughs> no, not perfectly, but you know, it feels like a kung fu movie in the same way that Daredevil feels like a 70s cop thing, you know? In the same way that Jessica Jones feels like a noir and Luke Cage feels like a black flotation action thing. You remember this episode. You remember it well. You remember him walking through and fighting the three battles, going through the bosses, you know, all that stuff. You remember that. You remember the awkwardness of Claire being around. But, you know, Claire is us. We are Claire, right? Uh, you know, future Ben, you could watch this one again, couldn't you? Like, if the whole rest of the series is, like, the first half of this, uh, you know, the first five episodes, this one you could come back to. Uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. This is what I was waiting for. Perfect? No. But the most perfect of all the episodes so far. So, that's all I have to say. Bye. Okay, so this episode, Immortal Emerges from Cave, was directed by, do you know who? RZA. Yeah. I was looking forward to this episode, let me just tell you. Well, you know, I when I do a recap for an episode, I usually give it a, a secondary title. This is Immortal Emerges from Cave, but it also could be called Ben Finally Kind of Gets What He Wants. Uh, mm -hmm. which is some stylistic fighting. And yeah, I mean, this feels this of all the episodes, this is the one that feels like uh, a Kung Fu movie, mm -hmm. you know, a, a, um, a Shaw brothers movie. I mean, the difference between, I know we're not going to get a Shaw brothers movie in iron fist because they didn't hire a martial artist to play Danny Rand. They hired an actor to play Danny mm -hmm. Rand. And they don't put him in a mask like they did with Daredevil. So like with Daredevil, they were able to do that one hallway scene in one shot 
because the characters leave the screen and come back in. And when he leaves the screen, it's dude who plays Matt Murdock that I can't remember his name right now. And when he comes back in the scene and does some fight moves, it's the stunt double. And mm-hmm. then he gets thrown off the, the, you know, thrown out of shot again as they're coming down the hallway and he gets, you know, into the side door or whatever because he's wearing and the then, mask. And then Charlie Cox comes back out. And- exactly. And, and, and saves the kid, you know, gets the kid out of the doorway or whatever. And they didn't do that here. And I honestly, I think the best thing they could have done for the martial arts of this, ep- of the series is put him in a mask so you can more easily put a, a, a stuntman. Uh, doing doing the fight scenes instead you get a lot of well we didn't talk about it for last episode but i i didn't like the fighting in the last episode at all i felt like it was just too too mtv video born identity um super quick cuts to kind of cover up for the lack of of actual martial arts skill that they got from hiring an actor instead of hiring a martial artist and you know that's that's the choice you make and so here uh, we're not getting a Shaw Brothers movie. We're not getting a classic Kung Fu 70s movie because we're not going to be able to do the fights with the skills that you get in those. But here we get we get close. And this is the one that feels the most like a Shaw Brothers movie because of the fight scene at the end. So let's talk about it, all right? So Madame Gao sends out a message for assassins. There's the Russian butchers. There's the lady scientist who I think is Korean. Um, but I only think it's Korean because I think that's what the subtitle said when she said, finally, it is time or something like that. Um, it says in Korean uh, in the subtitles. Um, and then there's the um, karaoke singing weapons master. And all three of them get this introduction. The Russian butchers are butchering a pig and it's gross. <laughs> And the scientist lady is doing science. And then the karaoke guy is singing. What was the song he was singing? I do not remember. I can't remember either. You you want to vamp and I'll look it up? Yeah, I'll just continue talking. Okay. So meanwhile, Danny with Ward is, is skipping some meetings or something about the apology video for the when he admitted to wrongdoing. Um by the company and, and and got caught on on tape doing that uh but he's not going to take care of that right now because he has to find uh the 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 guy's daughter um because now that they've taken him away from the the evil sciencey stuff that he was doing um his daughter's in danger so they're they're looking for clues or whatever but they find instead a decapitated head and it's a an invitation to a deadly duel and Colleen and Claire rightfully hate the dual idea, but it's the only way to rescue the girl. Her father is dying in the dojo. Danny is going to go and he's going to go alone because he has to, because that's the way you do things. He's never accepted. And we'll talk about it, but he's never accepted a, a challenge from the hand, but he accepted plenty of challenges from challengers in Kunlun. Meanwhile, you've got, um, these monk visions. Uh, and so the monk visions are telling Danny things like don't doubt, you know, tells Danny not to doubt himself because that will turn himself into the worst enemy for himself. And 
you have hallucinations of another kind from Ward because he's seeing he's sitting in a meeting and he sees the decapitated head sitting on the table and he looks really, really awful. And Joy and the the consultant that they're working with, they don't say a word about how red his eyes are, how out of it he just is until he stands up and, and runs away. Um, and where is he running away to? He's running away to, to get some painkillers. And and on the bottom of the screen in the lower third, it says, now remember, kids, drugs are bad. Don't do drugs. Well, <laughs> they don't need to, though, because, I mean, he looks so bad, so yeah. terrible. And then what does he have to do to get painkillers? He's got to be in some sort of pain so the doctors will give him the painkillers. So he slams his hand in a door, the door of his car. Right. And he goes in and he's ah my hand and the the orderly who's there she's she's not having any of it and realizes right. what's what's going on and Joy comes and realizes what's going on and Joy is disappointed because she saw him throw away his his pills before and um yeah so anyway um also all throughout this uh Claire and and um. And Colleen take the the hurt guy to the hospital, and we get some more hospital politics. So that's that's fun. Whenever that lady shows up, so Danny goes to meet with Gao and makes a deal. If he wins, he gets the girl, and he takes her away. And if he loses, he leaves the hand alone, basically. And it's uh, it's a duel to the death. And for him, the way the challenge works, he has to fight three battles. First battle is the Russian brothers. And how do you fight two people? Monk Vision tells him to be the two-edged sword, and it works. And oh, but they also taunt him about how his job as the Kunlun uh gatekeeper, you know, he can't be the Iron Fist because that's the Iron Fist's job and what's he doing here? Battle two is the scientist lady who seduces him into letting his guard down and getting close, and she um gets him with these little tiny poison pins, and then he fights her. And he fights her on the set for the music video for Total Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs> and he eventually wins by trying harder. <laughs> Battle three, he fights the weapons master. And they fight in a room with weapons. But then they move to basically some sort of hairband music video from the 80s with all these industrial pipes and stuff. I don't know what that room is for. Why do you have a room that just has all this, you know, it's not scaffolding. I mean, it's just lengths of pipe. It makes for a, a, a nice setting for, for a battle. But just as he's about to win, because it's cool. I, I, I'm just going to give it away now. I like the battles. I mean, he's fighting the guy with the weapons, but he's fighting with his iron fist. And the guy's like, where's your weapon? He's, I am the weapon. And he's like, oh, really? Because weapons don't feel pain, you know. And I, there's there's some good stuff going on there. Very very kung fu movie stuff and and the whole um you know the monk vision guy that, that pops in and, and talks to him is like you need to forget about your mother and father um it, it's it's all very kung fu movie to me anyway uh he's about to win and then all of a sudden gao's like stop she changes the rules of the the challenge i'm gonna i'm gonna kill the girl if you don't forfeit the, the match and you know he she doesn't care that it's, that's not honorable. And so he forfeits the game. The, the, the challenge does not get finished. Um, they have a little bit of a you know conversation and she ends the conversation by blasting him away with her hand. It's like the ultimate Danny Rand. 
talk to the hand and it just <laughs> blasts him across the room the way it did for, for daredevil. And, uh, but the girl doesn't get killed. She doesn't kill the girl, just like she said she wouldn't do if he forfeited. And he takes the girl out, and the whole time he's questioning, did I do the right thing? Did I do the right thing? And as he's questioning himself, um, hallucination, vision monk turns his back on Danny, and the lights go dim. They don't do an effect to make him disappear or anything. I mean, it's just total practical. Just the lights go down where the, the vision monk is standing. And... So, all that said, let's start with this. I don't understand Madame Gao's endgame here as far as he's saying... I mean, I guess part of the, the, the bargain was if he wins, the hand will like not do anything anymore, not do evil stuff. Because she says, if you, if you fight, if you finish this, I'm going to kill the girl. He's there to rescue the girl. And he gets the girl because Gao releases the girl when he doesn't strike down and finish off the weapons master. I mean, maybe it's a matter of uh, power, exerting power over him, bending him to her will. Maybe. Maybe. Um, This seems like a really tall order to rescue a kid. Like... I mean, I hate to do this, but... But you're doing it you, anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. If you compare it to Daredevil, like the hallway scene, where Daredevil's walking down the hallway to rescue the <laughs> the first Black Sun... Um, That's right. <laughs> I just... It just popped in my head. So if he's was walking it? down the hall... Or, I don't... Wasn't it? I don't, we'll, we'll come back to it. Okay, keep going. It doesn't matter. To rescue the kid... That seemed natural because there's a lot of they he's been protected, the the camera was moving with him and all that sort of stuff. This was essentially the same same thing, but instead he had to go through a, a fun house, a crazy kung fu fun house. Which I mean it I guess that kung works. Fu. I mean that that's the thing about it. For me, it works because it's it's reminiscent. I, I, I couldn't say if they're actually like riffing on an actual kung fu movie. Okay, but it feels like and to me, that's this is what I've been waiting for is just something that feels like that. I'm not asking for it to look exactly like a Kung Fu movie. Mm -hmm. I'm asking for it to feel that way in the same way that, you know, Daredevil felt like noir crime. Uh, Right. Or if you go to maybe more like Luke Cage feeling like black exploitation. If you go to um, the patented Ben Avery's quadrant system, yes. this this is the first episode that actually has style. It is. It very it much is, the, is. It is the first episode that actually has style. And to be fair, Riza is fluent in that. I mean, he has directed things before that feel like kung fu movies. I mean, yeah. he's been he has been a part of that sort of scene for a very long time. Um, well, I mean, he's, I mean, he's part of the Wu-Tang clan. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they take that name from, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Shaw brothers kind of thing. And, and then he has, he's starred in movies that mm-hmm. have done this, his, their music riffs on this stuff. And um, he was in ghost dog and he was in, um, was he in ghost dog? Yeah. Was. Who was he in Ghost Dog? He was just uh, he's. Uh, uh, I mean, I know he was the music supervisor, and he, no, he was like a, the, 
some sort of minor samurai kind of character. Okay. I don't remember but exactly I, what he did, but that's one of that's one of my favorite movies, and and that's that's sort of what I was talking about when I when I was talking about him being involved in this yeah, scene yeah. is that movie. You know, he is he is involved. He is fluent in that language, um, whereas up until this episode, it hasn't been. <laughs> no, and. Uh, episode four, I feel like flirted with it. But here's the thing. When I look back on Iron Fist, I just remember not feeling that like they were doing anything until I think it was episode 12, maybe where I felt <laughs> like they finally were hitting some of these things. But I forgot about this episode until we were watching for, for this episode of, of the mm-hmm. podcast. I completely forgot about this whole, you know, fight these three different things. And, and it's, it's, the journey the hero's journey where he he you know enters the cave enters the the lair of the evil one and has to make his way through three different challenges and you know the the one challenge is he's overwhelmed by you know there's there's these two guys who are fighting him and then the second challenge is the seduction challenge which it's cliche it is but he when you want to talk about a naive boy when he is being when she comes to him is like kiss me instead of fight me and i'm just thinking to myself i wonder how many opportunities to even have a relationship with a female he had in kunlun right I, and I, I don't know exactly how that would have worked as far as like i'm sure they had women there i mean we know we had they had women there but is he so part we're just wrapped up in the training that there you know no time for for love dr jones but he <laughs> He, he feels naive again, you know, and he's uh, you can almost feel like he's saying, well, maybe she does like me and maybe, you know, but but then she's yeah. like sticking him with these little pins and stuff. And and uh, and he has to overcome the, the poisons that are in his own body. And 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 then he gets into that third chamber, you know, where he he's going to fight the weapons master. You know the the skilled fighter who is his his equal, and you know the challenge for him there comes at the end where she changed the rule of the game, and is he going to finish or is he not going to finish? And so anyway, all this stuff, I can understand people not liking it, but for me it was just oh finally, yes this is what I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Now the whole seduction scene with all of the the smoke machines and the, the flapping fabrics that are hanging. What kind of place is this with all these like flapping white sat- satin silk you know, fabric stuff? Um, I mean, he's walking from one music video to another, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I, man. I, I would have been okay with it more if it had been more in the series. Like I think yeah. I would have loved if Riza was like this the producer of this or you know the head, the lead creative on this because I think he sort of at least had a, a stylistic vision whereas the the rest of the series up until this point doesn't necessarily it feels like a clone of Daredevil which has been a a, a criticism that has been levied against this yeah. for a long time. Okay. So, music videos. How many music video sure. sets how many, do you want to give? How many music video sets do I give this out of five? I give this 
I give it a, a four. It's not a solid four the way I give some of the other you know Netflix ratings, but we went for me this set of three. We'll talk about the next one, but this set of three, it's been a three, a two, and a four. Um, mm. I, I mean, this is all over the place, uh, unlike the other series for me. So, how many right. do you give it? I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a good four too. All right. So not not a four point two five. I was just gonna ask because not a four point two five, but a four two. A four as well. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Episode seven is felling tree with roots. Let's turn it over to the past versions of us. Oh man, Agent Daniel here, Iron Fist, episode seven. Well, that escalated quickly. Holy smokeroos. That was not an ending I expected at all. Um, I was not expect the amount of sounds, the gushy, gushy body sounds that we heard. Oh, oh between the hammer and the knife. And the, oh. But, yeah, I, uh, I totally did not see Ward off and pops like that. Uh, I mean, I know Ward's at the end of his rope and, you know, drugs, but... I did not, wow, just give me back my 25 mil, I guess. So, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, Danny needs to get the hand out of Rand, but, uh, wow, uh, not going to be doing it with, uh, the old man anymore. Wow. That. That was an unexpected turn. I was a little unexpected to see Danny in a drug gang war, uh, and him basically siding with drug dealers. That was a little, little odd and strange too. I guess maybe he blackmailed him into it, but, ah, that was weird. Uh, something I do like, I did like seeing Davos, uh, hearing Davos' name again. Um, <laughs> that's kind of a nice, cool little Easter egg, uh, letting us know that Davos exists out there. Um, Every time I hear him say, my best friend Davos, I want to be like, oh, buddy. Oh, oh, Danny. Oh, Danny. Um, Where am I at with this series, though? I've had some issues with it in the past. Uh, You know, that was an okay episode. It was a solid episode. To me, it was a Daredevil quality episode, not an Iron Fist or Jessica Jones quality episode. But, um, you know, we're improving. Um, You know, there's moments... Where I felt like, hey, this could be Danny Rand. And I do, hey, I like the romance. I like a little Danny Colleen romance. I know Misty's out there. Um, that's going to be totally weird when Colleen meets Misty and they become best friends. And then, you know, who's this Danny, who's not. Oh, my goodness, we've just become Arrow. All right. I would say I'm moderately happy. So... Well, that's an episode that ended in a hot mess. That's all you can say about that. That was a hot mess. See y'all later. Bye. Iron Fist, season one, episode seven, Felling Tree with Roots. This is a weird show. It's just weird. I don't... It doesn't seem cohesive like the other ones. Like, I, I, I was watching an episode of Daredevil right before I watched this, and sure enough, the the hand is never mentioned, or not the hand, the iron fist is never mentioned, and the only thing that can defeat the hand is the chase. 
which, you know, Matt and Sticker are part of. But no, Iron Fist is the only thing that can defeat the hand. It just, I, it just is weird. And then, oh, oh darn, Harold Meacham is dead. And Ward Meacham is cracked out on something. I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know if I like it or not. Um, but, you know, episode seven of whatever it is, I guess it's a halfway point. So we'll see what happens. All right. Peace out, Hi, it's past, past Samantha. I just finished watching Iron Fist, Season 1, Episode 7. <sighs> yeah. I, I just, I, I feel like I'm a whiny man-child who is not getting the cookie they want because... I wanted Iron Fist to be so good, but it keeps disappointing me. I did not have this reaction at all with Daredevil Jessica Jones or Luke Cage. I, and it's just, mm. there are some things about this episode that I did like. I did like the action with Madame Gao, um, and, um, Danny investigating what she was doing in his building, but I'm so tired of Ward. Um, Harold's gone. And what what is that? the board? How can you out the majority shareholder on a board? I'm that's something I just don't understand. Not only did they out out the majority shareholder who holds fifty one percent of the shares, but they also outed the next two majority share, like the two leading minority shareholders. I I just don't understand. Um, or I, I'm going to guess that's what they were. Oh. Yeah, I keep hoping that this is going to somehow make sense, and it does, and it just makes less and less sense. We did get a name drop for Karen Page, um, but I kind of feel like maybe she should have been the reporter that met with him in an earlier episode. Uh, we'll figure it out later. Time. I will catch you guys later. Bye. Okay, so that was episode, what, six, seven? That was episode seven. Maybe it was six. That was episode seven. And we got to get some things straight here. So I am present Ben calling future Ben, and I'm going to talk about a past Ben. But to you, I'm past Ben. So the past Ben I'm talking about is double past Ben for you. And so double past Ben meant to mention, but forgot, because he's not, he's not always, you know, on top of things. He meant to mention about the relationship between uh, father and son and this relationship that you have between them. There's a real uh, Osborne vibe going on where you have the rich father who has secrets and all that kind of thing. And then you have the son who doesn't quite know everything that the father's doing, but He's definitely, you know, catching up with his father and, and starting to get his own secrets. And so the Norman and Harry Osborne thing, you, you've got that with Ward and his father. You also have this hand imagery. Now, that's double past Ben wanted to talk about that stuff. He didn't. So it's up to me to talk about that stuff for him. Um, and so that's, that's out of the way. The hand imagery, it's all over the place. Okay. And, um, it's like Jessica Jones with the eye imagery, only not quite as classy. <laughs> um, 
But, you know, it's no mistake that you've got uh, Ward and his father, you know, bashing their hands, cutting their hands. Uh, yeah, and then you have them using Danny Rand because he's innocent, naive, you know, and he's going along with the story. And so the question I have now is, okay, so what do you do with the dad? I mean, why do you have the whole subplot of him, you know, not being dead in order to kill him? Um, who knows where that is going? And, okay, uh, you know, I'm not a romantic. I don't like, I, I don't ship people very often. Uh, I'm okay with Danny and Colleen. They're fine. They're fine. They're not great, but, um, you know, I, I'm just curious about his, uh, vow of celibacy. <laughs> he kind of, uh, went back on that vow. But then maybe that's actually kind of a, meant to happen for us to see that, you know, he has turned his back on Kunlun. And, you know, Madame Gao is saying, you know, you came here of your own will. You obviously didn't come here to get us. There's so much stuff going on here, and it's clearly tied into all the other Netflix series. And clearly there's a plan going on with, with that tie-in, uh, even more so than Luke Cage had and Daredevil Season 2. I mean, this is all going back to Daredevil Season 1 and, uh, with the, you know, the Madame Gao, the heroine, and all that stuff. So anyway, I'm liking it. This is... This isn't, I'm back again, this isn't the best Netflix series, and that's, it's okay, and that's okay, it's good, it's watchable, it's not the best scripting, um, not the best plotting, even, but that's okay, it's, it's enjoyable, and I am enjoying myself watching it again, hoping for more style stuff, you know? I mean, Daredevil had so much style stuff with all of the stuff that was involved with his uh, hearing and with touch and, you know, all these different things with his senses. And they they, they played that up. Iron Fist doesn't have that as much. And, yeah, you know, I'm hoping the energy continues to pick up. But, yeah, that's it. That's me. That's done. Future Ben, have a great time. I don't know, um, you know, so far so good on the health way here, you know, but uh, I don't know, Future Ben, if you ended up getting sick or not, and if I will get sick or not. But as far as the health watch goes, we're doing okay, but it just means we're going to have to take our time watching Iron Fist. So, later, man. And whoever else is with you, bye. All right, Stuart, you got the uh, plot synopsis? Yep. You Let's ready? hear it. Okay. A couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in Harold's neighborhood. <laughs> then Danny showed up and they killed him. They killed them. Uh, Danny and Colleen start a thing. Then he starts to look into his father's death. Gao tells him to stop in the name of the hand before it breaks his heart. He should really think it over. Ward thinks maybe heroin is bad and decides to go on vacation. Only after Joy tells him to go on vacation. But instead, he goes and visits dear old dad, and then he kills him for good this time. Gao gets on a jet plane. I don't know if she'll be back again. Did, did you catch all those? Those I are did. funny. There was a lot in there, man. There was. There was I, a lot. I, I feel like that may be like the pinnacle of my writing experience. <laughs> all right. Uh... Okay, so I don't know where do you want to start with this. I don't. I mean, 
the the I, I think Ward's journey in this episode was pretty interesting. The the fact that he really broke. Yeah. <laughs> he was pushed to his breaking point and then he snapped. And I, I thought that was really interesting when I watched this. Um I, you know the Colleen uh, Danny Rand fallen in the bed thing, I don't really care about. It didn't excite me then, it doesn't excite me now. Um, I've said it, but this, I don't ship very much, mm-hmm. but Danny, Colleen, that's something that I've been just at this point, I'm waiting for it to happen. Now they're together. And, and so now it's not creepy anymore. It's romantic. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and one of the reasons I think that they're honestly bringing them together is just because Colleen has some secrets now. And, you know, as of this point, we don't know what her secrets are from right. this episode but we know that there is something and of course you and i we know but mm-hmm. yeah so that's that's the point there i think it's, i mean it, she, it, it makes betrayal even worse when when there's right. a, more of a relationship i mean and, and she plays off they play well together i mean they are yeah okay that works they they work well together as a as a couple on screen you know, there's there's intrigue and drama between them two, between the two of them. Um, I just don't know that I care about it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Um, oh, what else? I the whole thing with Gao now telling him to stop. You know, looking into his father's death. I I, I don't know who the foil is in this show anymore is it harold not anymore is it ward i guess maybe is it now gal sure i mean in it's the hand i mean it's it's the hand but then you're yeah is it ward well i don't know but the hand is involved or is going to get involved and yeah i mean like in, in daredevil season one you knew it was pretty much wilson fisk and daredevil season two was kind of a little bit of the hand again and and punisher right and in you know jessica jones it was the purple man and in luke cage it was cottonmouth and then it was um you know uh diamondback but but that person was pretty clear you know at least yeah yeah but there there is definitely a lack of focus for iron mm -hmm. fist uh but if you think about it, it's the same beats as as Luke Cage, where we had the we had Harold. We thought Harold was the big bad, but right. then what happens? Well, Ward kills him, takes him out. Yeah, because yeah. he's been emotionally abused by Harold his entire life. Yeah, <laughs> I so, wonder what you know. That's 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 reminiscent. This episode, to me, we've we've talked about this kind of thing before, is a bridge episode mm-hmm. where it's it's get, getting us from one point to another point, so we can do what we want to do. We we can do what the writers' room is trying to get us get the the pieces set. This is a chessboard episode where we're getting the pieces mm-hmm. set on the chessboard, um, and, and it's not the beginning where you have them lined up on either end, but it's where you set up you know scenarios or gambits or whatever it is it's called in chess where you're actually able to start the game in the middle of of a game and mm-hmm. and that's what this is doing it's setting all the pieces in place so we can move on and get to where we really want to go with this this mm-hmm. is a transition episode and is it a good transition episode well yeah well i i mean 
there was we just had a transition episode like three episodes ago. And so do you really need another one? Well, you do if you're putting more things on the board. Yeah. And and I get that's that. what's happening. I mean, we've got things we're we're halfway through. This is the halfway point, right? This is episode 7. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is the exact fulcrum of the teeter-totter that is the 13 episode Netflix series. And Right. Yeah. So I, I honestly this this gets us some interesting questions. It's setting up, you know, what's going on with Colleen. It's setting up with uh, how much does Gao know about Danny's parents. And, and she already did that whole, you know, oh, you're just like your father kind of thing in the previous episode. And he's like, what do you know about my dad? And, and that. But, um, you know, and the other questions that, that, that comes up from watching this episode is, okay, what now with Ward? Right. What now with Ward is... Is he Hydra at this point? Yeah. So that's, yeah. The, the, I, if I'm going to rate this and I don't know what to rate it, uh, what should we do? Oh, um, we could rate it. Wow. Severed hands. Well, you know, that is an MCU thing. It is an MCU thing. Um, I'm I'm giving it. I, I'm going with a two point five. I'm going, I was. I, I now who's into the fractions? Well, it's not a two, <laughs> but it's not a three. You know, like it's not good enough to be able to say a three because three says it's not great, but it's not bad. So so this is so, less than that. Yeah, but it, <laughs> a two suggests it's really not good. You know, and, and this is in between there. If I have to go with a, with a whole number, I'm going to go with a two. Mm. I was going to say, if I have to go with a whole number, I'm going to go with a three. Well, we cancel each other out if we're both going to go with 2.5, right? Well, there we go. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that I think is... we need Evan back on these episodes. <laughs> hey, for me, this was up and down. And yeah, it. What was funniest for me is listening back to our past uh, us calls. Yes. There's so much sighing going <laughs> I on know. in those calls. I know. Uh, and and it breaks my heart to hear Daniel sigh because I remember I remember when you guys announced that the Netflix thing was gonna happen. He was I mean, this was he was oh my gosh. so excited. He was giddy. Yeah, that's the word I was going to use. Yeah. He's giddy. I mean, he was so excited for this. And he was so excited specifically for Iron Fist. Yeah. And then to hear him go, it's just not good, guys. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of sad. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Um, so hopefully so, I'm enough to split the difference between like a, a you and an Evan, though. Because... <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, because Evan, well, Evan rates this as one of, best. if not his favorite of the Netflix series. Right. You know, and that's, I mean, it's personal preference, you know, and. Absolutely. You can't. I mean, and, and I was out on a limb saying that Luke Cage was my personal, my personal favorite. And so, you know, I, I cannot judge Evan for saying that, that Iron Fist is his. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our episode then. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I just want to thank you for listening. I also want to say, hey, check out TV Time. I also mm-hmm. want to say we've got some news coming soon. Um, we've got Inhumans coming soon. We've got Defenders coverage coming soon. I don't know what's happening with Punisher. Um, we got a lot of stuff happening, but yeah, I I really do appreciate you listening and taking the time to um, just spend time with us and and have fun talking about this stuff. Because the other thing is, you know, if we got a Netflix series that was just totally horrible that no one liked at all, it still would be fun to watch because we'd be able to do these episodes, you know? Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and so there, there's some value there. There's and, value. and, you know, part of what I like about it is that it's so, it is connected, you know, I don't, it, it, to me, it wasn't as connected as same Luke Cage was, but it was still there. It still happened. I mean, Claire's there. Yay, Claire. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh, well, Stuart, we're going to talk about something post-credit. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, <laughs> do you have anything, uh, to, to say to our listeners before I, I close this thing down? Yes. Live long and prosper. <laughs> Very well. And all I have to say is, um, you know, we, we talked about the team and I like the team. I, I like our team. It's a fun, it's a fun team. And there might, there might be changes in the team as there has been already, but I like the team. And you know, my mother says, I can't escape meeting people like you. It's my destiny. Thanks once more for listening. You've heard us. Now we'd love to hear from you. Just go to welcome to level seven.com slash feedback to contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one level seven. You can also join the conversation by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash welcome to level seven, or by following us on Twitter where we are level seven pod. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh at our clean comedy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, Godspeed. Okay, let's talk the Orville. Now, this is what they might call possibly relevant to your interests. It's not MCU. It's not superhero. And we're going to be doing this again. We're definitely going to be doing talking some about Star Trek. I'm not sure how all-encompassing it's going to be as of this point. 
we're 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 going to talk some Star Trek as as we're going along in some of these post credit things, and we're not going to take a long time to talk about the Orville. Mm-mm. But it's a very interesting conversation that we've been having on our thread for the team. And yeah, Stuart, do you like the Orville? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, okay. So here's 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 the conundrum that it's I'm so having. Weird. Okay. <laughs> Here's the conundrum that I'm having. I I love Star Trek. Okay? Love it. I, I don't know that I can describe how much I love it because I love it that much. Um, so. So when someone comes so, along and says, I'm going to make a show about right. this kind no, of. No, it's not. No, 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 no. It's not about the show. It is the show. I'm going to make Star Trek. No, and that's <laughs> the weirdest thing. That's the because it's it's uh oh I can't think of his name. Why can't I think Seth, of his name? Seth MacFarlane. It's Seth, Seth, Seth MacFarlane, mm-hmm. Family Guy, right? Yes, and, but also but also executive producer of the Cosmos. So when I was watching Cosmos, there are I, I posted on Facebook. Please, I tweeted CBS. Please let Seth MacFarlane make Star Trek. So I feel partially <laughs> responsible for this. Well, I mean, this is Fox, and you're expecting it to be a parody. Yes. Okay. So you 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 turn it on. You you hear them talking about all the funny in in the promo stuff. Right. And you see all the jokes in the promo. And you see stuff. running through the running through Kevin McNeil and Blob. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah, there. Yeah, it's yeah. in it. Um. Who? Kevin McNeilan. No, that's not his name. Kevin Neilan. Kevin Neilan. Wrong. (laughs) You're you're thinking of a different um, weekend update Saturday Night Live guy. No, that's him. It's It's, not Kevin Neilan. It's it's uh it's the other one. And I can't think of his name now. You talk. I'm gonna go to IMDb. Okay. All right. So we're expecting it to be parody. It's not parody. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, they they just referenced visually. They've referenced Star Trek: The Motion Picture, mm-hmm. Star Trek Five. The music mm-hmm. is referencing James Horner and referencing mm-hmm. Next Generation and Voyager. The oh, opening, it is a complete ripoff of Next Generation. The opening <laughs> credits is a complete ripoff of Star Trek Voyager. Absolutely, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. Brandon Braga, who was who was Enterprise, I mean, he was there for Enterprise for all four seasons. Uh, it is is a producer on this, so it is. I mean, uh, the uh, only way it is not Star Trek is because they did not call it Star Trek: The Orville. No, <laughs> but everything else is Star Trek. The music cues on the third episode in that opening scene, where it just. The, it felt like the transition music from scene to scene of a regular mm-hmm. Next Generation episode, and mm-hmm. and you can, I mean, you can tell Seth MacFarlane grew up with Next Generation and Star Trek movies. I mean, that's for me, it's more that than original series. But there's original series stuff thrown in, and then you have the moralizing, the Star mm-hmm. Trek Next Generation style of moralizing, where he actually, okay, if it was a certain kind of show, he would have said this looked at the camera and winked and you would have known they are parodying this idea. But he says, we, we humans have already been not doing this thing for hundreds of years because we realized how wrong it was. I can't believe they're still doing it here. And it's that thing where he's talking about zoos. Okay. 
And right. And so he's talking about zoos. He's saying, I can't believe that these people in this time period now on this alien planet do this thing that is common in the time period that it's being written. And it's something that the writers don't approve of. And it's so it's when Patrick Stewart delivers a speech like that, you're much more accepting of it. But this one, you know, Seth MacFarlane is no Patrick Stewart. Now, he's he does a good job as the captain because of the style of the captain that he is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But he's not a buffoon. He's not, I mean, they're, the people on the ship are not, it's not like the worst members of, of the fleet, you know, and that's where we get our comedy from. No, these, these are people who are good at their job, but have foibles. And well, I can't believe this show so, exists. I can't believe this show exists. So Michael in our, in our, thread chat thread he pointed out that basically this is if um start the the, the enterprise but not really the enterprise because the enterprise is the galaxy class you know the, the the flagship of the federation if like way low on the totem pole they had to you know outfit one of the ships that that didn't do anything but just was running from hither to yon like with with you know the lowest rung you know not the lowest rung but necessarily the the sort of the the bottom of the pool <laughs> the, all the all the really awesome people went to the flagship but but we're sort of down here in in the in the sort of the everyday uh hither and yon transport ships and that's who they outfitted it with like because everybody's got things like the like the one uh navigator likes to drink his soda I've never seen him drinking soda other than that first gag, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the kind of jokes that you get. You don't get right. you don't get parody jokes where they're they're you know making you wink at the camera. No, you, right. you get you get these character jokes where it's uh and and some of them are completely um like inappropriate as far as the scene goes. It, it just doesn't feel like the right style of show there's it feels like there's some jokes from when left over from when they went to the network and said hey we're doing a parody of star trek fox will you right. give us money to make this show i'm seth mcfarland that's what i do and fox is like yeah man uh family guy made us lots of money so let's do it again and then seth mcfarland's like actually psych i'm, I'm no, making star trek i'm totally making star trek that's what I'm making. I'm not making right. a parody of the thing. I am making the thing. <laughs> he's wearing the T-shirt to the thing that he's making. Oh, my yeah. goodness. It is so – it is – okay, so uh, I actually like this show. It's growing on me more and more. Um, I, I'm i really glad that, that Discovery is coming out because I think it's going to be more Star Trek than this is Star Trek, which is hard because this is Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's going to be. Go ahead. Well, as you say, Discovery is going to be new Star Trek, though. Discovery, yes. even though it's a prequel thing, it's going to be a new thing, and they're trying right. to do new storytelling. They're trying to do modern storytelling. <laughs> yeah, but, it's going to be a modern. It's a modern day storytelling in Star Trek. But this Orville? is everything you remember from st- the TNG. 90s. It is the nineties of yeah. Star Trek. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Ben, yeah. let me ask you this: Do you like it? I do, I do. I I don't know what it is. I don't. Well, I, I mean, we've just talked about what it is. I, mm-hmm. I was very confused about what it was as I was watching it. I don't know who it's for, and I can't believe they've made it. 
Absolutely. That's the that's the most confounding thing to me. Like I feel like it's for me as a Trekkie to sort of say, hey, you know, embrace you remember what you like. You liked Data, you liked Riker. We got a couple of those type of people on this thing. Well, got a guy who kind of looks like Worf. Yeah, no, he he looks like Worf, sounds like Worf. You've got the Data slash Spock, but they're the same guy. Right. You know, and, um, <laughs> they promoted this as this is going to be us making fun of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be us having all, you know, and, and what it really is, is it's Star Trek Next Generation, not in name, but it is, um, with penis jokes. And, and even and then, not the that ship. Many. The ship is not. Yeah, the ship is not the Enterprise. It's I don't know. It's the Grissom. Okay, you know, it's <laughs> it's a smaller ship that gets sent out. You know, to to go and 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 chart the Genesis planet. So we still get good missions, but it's just right. not getting the save the universe missions. Right. And then episode three. Episode three is a Star Trek: The Next Generation episode. It is a message episode. It is a message episode where they're taking this thing and they're they're saying, okay, this is this is a, a, a thing that's going on in our society. We're gonna flip it on its head. It, it's like the episode where you had the the planet on on Next Generation, where you had the planet where um they I can't remember if they were uh, a single sex world or if they were or, or how that worked. But um the the one person fell in love with Riker, and that's you know. And, oh yeah. And and, yeah. and so um heterosexual relationships were not acceptable on that planet. And here's someone who, you know, is being sexually liberated by having a heterosexual relationship. And the whole point is for, you know, the writers to say, you see, you know, it seems ridiculous, doesn't it? Well, that's the way we feel about things in our world. If you just flip it back over and it, 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 it was that kind of episode. It's just like, Oh, they're doing was 90s episode. Star Trek. They're doing 90s Star Trek. So I, that's, it's going to be, I mean, if the spinoff of this show is like, uh, you know, a space station in space, you might call it, you know, Babylon five or something. But if the spinoff of this show is a space station, we know that they've, um, are just completely ripping it off. Well, they're, well, they're just, they're embracing it. Um, yeah, at that point. But I I don't know who this is for. I can't imagine that a mainstream audience is watching this show. I I just can't. I mean, this is we watch it and we get the riffs. And but the riffs aren't jokes. They aren't doing joke riffs. They're doing visual sight not sight gags, but visual riffs. They're they're doing in episode 2, they they totally lifted a line from Captain Kirk. It just Yeah. I, it was it was Star Trek it'll Line. Be, it'll be interesting to see if it gets if it goes past you know thirteen episodes or whatever, um, because this is Fox. I mean, this is Fox. Rest in peace, Firefly. It's been fifteen years. Still can't get over it, <laughs> you know. But this is Fox, and so it'll be interesting to see how long this lasts. It's Fox not doing. Uh, I I just can't believe this is on Fox. This is what it is. I I I, I don't. Don't get me wrong. I, honest, I oh, like ahead. it enough, and I like the characters enough that I'm watching it, and I'm going to watch it every week. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can't imagine this being on any other network. But can you it's, imagine it being on this network? I mean, other than the fact that it exists on this network, I I I could see it being on Netflix or Amazon Prime or 
maybe a cable channel, maybe sci-fi. I, I don't know. It's it's one step above like a web web production. I well, mean, it's got it's well, got money behind it. Yes, that's and that's what makes the difference. Okay. But I mean, this is it, so. There's a show called Axonar, which is a very good web series. But it's a it, you know it's a it's a fan made web series. This is right in line with that. If they change the name of Axonar to the Orville, the it'd be on TV. Well, uh, the thing with Axonar though, because isn't that the one that caused the lawsuit with CBS? Right. So if, if they if, just if changed Axanar, the name. <laughs> yeah. If Axonar had been the Orville, they wouldn't have had any yeah. problem. There would nope. have been no troubles. Nope. And, and yeah, this is Seth MacFarlane doing uh, Star Trek fan fiction, where he gets to be the hero. Like, oh, okay, I've always wanted to captain a ship. I mean, and this, he gets the Hey Girl, and he gets Hey Girl. That is our MCU connection. Not to mention John Favreau. Not to mention John Favreau uh, directed the pilot and That's is right, a consulting. That. Yep. Yep. He's a consulting producer on it. But yeah, Adrian Pelicki. I'm sure you uh, do that. Bobby, Bobby Morse. Hey girl, Mockingbird, uh, from from our TV show. She, th- I mean, this is the reason why she's not coming back for a cameo this season because she's busy doing sci-fi. Stuart, I'll let you have the last word. I've lost. Put you. me on the spot. Okay. No, you didn't lose I didn't me. Lose I just you. don't know what to say. I'm gonna let you have the last <laughs> word about what you think about this thing because we need to shut this episode down. Okay. I like it. Keep watching it. Keep telling Fox to make it because I think it's worthy of being put on the air. All right. There it is. Thanks for listening, everyone. Live long and prosper. Peace out later. Bye.